you know, my gratitude practice literally started with writing three things down every day from the sun was shining to I got to have my favorite banana, you know, smoothie, like little things are where you start to move the needle because it's easier to maintain. It's easier to be consistent and that consistency of whatever you decide to do is going to be what works the, the most, you know, because that's going to be sustainable. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. We have here today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Daniela Wolf. Welcome to the show, Daniela. Thanks, Oni. It's so great to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So Daniela helps working moms ditch the guilt and overwhelm, manage their time and daily tasks with ease reframe their mindset, and have some space for fun and self-care every day. She's been a licensed master social worker for over 25 years and is herself a busy full-time working mom of two who has been in that place of stress and overwhelm. Daniela has learned through incorporating her professional background into her real-life experiences what is necessary to keep, keep moms from getting to a place of burnout. Today, Daniela and I will be digging into the systems that are necessary for helping moms show up as their happiest, best versions of themselves. So again, welcome, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. No, oh, thank you. I'm so excited to get the chance to chat today. So I read your bio, but why not share a bit more about your journey and what got you to doing what it is that you do today and to the place that you are in life today? Sure. So like you had said, even though I've been a social worker forever and she, you know, trained in all things, mindfulness, self-care, coping skills, stress management, I think sometimes it's harder to practice what you preach when it becomes personal. And about 15 years ago, when my kids were younger, they were about four and six months old. Um, I went through a divorce. So not only was I a working mom of two, but I was a single working mom of two. And I definitely, I think, tried to do it all, be it all, took on more than I should, was not necessarily coping great, and hit that place of burnout, stress, and overwhelm. I found myself just more irritable, snapping at my kids more than I wanted, and just not being the mom and person that I wanted to be. And, you know, I kind of had a moment um, during the storm that we had, the power was out, like I was just in that bad place. And I was like, this, this isn't gonna work. I can't stay this way, something's gotta change. And I slowly started making some changes, little, little shifts and letting go of some things. I used the childcare at the gym so that I could go work out a little bit. Our grocery store had childcare as well. And I would you know, start accepting help a little bit more. Um, taking the time to do activities and things that I like to do, fitting in movement, just doing, you know, a gratitude practice and more of the things that I worked on with people started working on myself. And it wasn't a massive switch where all of a sudden I noticed like, wow, I'm doing great. But I definitely, I think, you know, the people around me started to notice first. I had friends, you know, asking me like, what are you doing? You seem like you're doing better. 
you know, they would send me little snapshots like, look, I, I you know, did something that I heard you say, and, and this is what happened, or this is how I felt, and realized that that shift that I was making in myself was impacting, you know, the people around me, my kids, I think, started to notice a change, you know, as well as started to, to practice some different things themselves, too, as well as we had different things to talk about, because I was doing things outside of them and realizing, like, it's not just about you when it comes to taking care of yourself you are impacting the people in your life and you know being able to just show up from a better place when you make these changes as well as you know people around you i think start to see that it's possible and it's doable and people were asking like what could i do how could i implement this and you know it really i don't think i appreciated how much we all need i think those those shifts and those benefits and to take care of ourselves and that it's not something fluffy or extra or nice to do, but it is, you know, what we need to be the best version of ourselves in every way. Right. I, you, you touched on something right in, in that story. And it was about, um, your children started noticing like, and you had things to talk about because you weren't just focused on them. Like you actually stepped into your own talents and your gifts and your interests and your dreams. And it, in doing so because moms feel so guilty and they feel they think that we have to sacrifice everything in order to be that mom but I think you know are able to go ahead what were you going to say like that's something I hear all the time is they think you know I feel so guilty leaving my kids to do something not realizing like when you come back they want to know how was this how was golfing how was the show what did you do and they get to know you as a person you know and i don't think we appreciate how important that is for them because that's what we're modeling for them hey did you know that there's a facebook group filled with moms without capes women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves there sure is and we'd love to have you in the group Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Right. We, we think we have to have all this control and and put on this like front almost like this mask like to protect them mm-hmm. from who we are but meanwhile we were given all of these gifts and these interests but we, we put them on the back burner so that we can take care of them but here we need to step and step into it and embrace absolutely and our, even who we are taking the time you know to take care of yourself and do these things um I showed this funny story my son he had to be in like middle school and I came home from work one day and he, and he had made me homemade hummus and had it like <laughs> on a tray with a little flower and he was like you know you look like you've been having a rough week so I thought you would enjoy this and I was like oh my gosh you know like to, to not even realize the impact those little things I was doing was having and that they started to recognize it's important to take time for yourself to you know was I think one of those highlights where you're like okay I I did I did something right right yeah that's awesome because I think so, we're always questioning like what am I messing them up am I doing this right so yeah we have all those insecurities and self-doubts and we never know like what what's how we're impacting our kids and those around us and here mm-hmm. you you were able to see firsthand 
how your actions were impacting right then and there. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into some of the systems. Like what are the systems that you find um, helped you yourself? And now as you're helping other women maintain or even not even maintain, but like find that balance. Yeah, I think definitely starting small, I think is one of the things that can trip people up. You know, they want to dive right in. They want to make these big changes. (laughs) And realizing it's the small little things, you know, my gratitude practice literally started with writing three things down every day from the sun was shining to I got to have my favorite banana, you know, smoothie, like little things are where you start to move the needle because it's easier to maintain. It's easier to be consistent and that consistency of whatever you decide to do is going to be what works the the most, you know, because that's going to be sustainable. Part of what I teach women now is, you know, because it's not just spa days and weekends away and all sorts of stuff, but it's all sorts of little everyday things from the way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you think about money, the way you dress, the way you organize your home so that you can find little moments throughout your entire day rather than trying to find big blocks of time is again, what's going to make it easy. Maybe when you're making your coffee, you sit there and you just take a second and you inhale, you know, the smell is part of a mindfulness practice, you know, what you smell, what you see, what you taste, Um, you know, taking a moment when you walk outside, maybe park in the far parking spot so that you get a little bit of a walk in. Things like that are what's going to help create those systems in your day that you don't even realize and think about anymore, but that you get the benefit from kind of like, you know, we, we always hear you're supposed to drink water throughout the day, you know, and and it's not an instant benefit where you're like, Oh, I'm super hydrated, but (laughs) that consistency of it is what's going to help you feel your best. And again, just that intention and mindset when you're doing those activities are also part of the systems that help move the needle to helping you feel like you have that ease and breathing room in your day. Yeah, I agree that taking the small steps, because that just, if you're not taking those small steps and you think in those large blocks, like, oh, you know, in order to do self-care, in order to take better care of myself, I have to wake up an hour early and exercise and do all these things like that just adds to the overwhelm. And then that's when you get that resistance where you just, I I mean, if you go from zero to a hundred, then it's, it's like you said, it's much less likely to be sustainable and you're just, it's just not the way to go. It's the small steps. Right. It it doesn't feel like fun. It feels like work at that point, but if you, you know, had a movement goal, well, there's, you know, five minute yoga practices, there's four minute hit works out. You can take a 10 minute walk. Like I said, you can park in the far sparking spot and get a walk in. There's easy ways to start adding it in, in small little bits throughout your day without even realizing you've added an extra 15, 20 minutes of movement that you didn't have before, you know? And so it's those little pieces that add up to, um, atomic habits. James Clear talks about habit stacking. And I'm a huge proponent of that because I, I do think that's part of what makes it easy and automated and, more likely to happen on a day-to-day basis. Hey moms, can't catch a good night's sleep these days? I've got you. Sleep matters. And because it does, not getting the quantity or the quality you need can have detrimental effects on your health and well-being. To feel your best and not only to get through the day, but to have an absolutely amazing day, you've got to get the sleep your body and mind needs which is why I developed Sleep Matters, 
a course for moms to help you take care of yourself and get the kind of sleep you deserve. In this course, I teach you cognitive and behavioral strategies used in the treatment of insomnia. We work to minimize the sleep worries, re-equate your bed with sleep, set you up with a sound nighttime routine, and establish an environment that is conducive to sleep. Don't waste another night tossing and turning. Enroll in Sleep Matters, self-care for the troubled sleeper. And finally, get your Z's. So you mentioned a few different things like that you can do through the day, like focusing on how many of those habits, like if you're going to start out, like what would you say would be a good place to start? Pick one. Okay. Um, I, I love options. I, uh, you know, self-proclaimed queen of creating options because I think there's always a way. And sometimes, you know, having someone to balance those ideas off of and to talk that through or how, what's going to help you see it, but pick one, you know, and maybe you do one for two or three days and you find, I can really do this every single day. You know, and then if you want to add something else, but keep it super small, super simple, it's going to be the slow and steady that's really going to make a difference versus trying to start two new things or three new things in a day. That's a lot to take on. So start super small, pick one, and by gradually building over time is where you're going to get the most kind of bang for your buck and biggest impact. So let's, let's talk a bit about time management and like for moms that don't like, they're even hearing this and they're like, I don't have the time to, to write in a gratitude journal, or I don't have the time to, to, I've got, you know, they might have like two seconds to spare between picking up their kids and getting to the office. How would, what are some ways or like, how can they make that time in the space Mm -hmm. in order to do what it is that they want to do? Um, you know, again, it's going to be very individual and specific, but sometimes even with the time they have looking at how to repurpose it a little bit differently. Um, I shared an example last year, you know, my daughter's involved in sports. I was constantly driving around, picking up, dropping off somewhere else and, and using some of that in-between time rather than running errands or going home is a great way to then fit in some of those things you don't have time to do. Um, I no multitasking, you know, you're obviously less productive when you're trying to multitask using your, you know, the same skills at the same time. But if you're driving and listening to a podcast, or maybe that's when you call and catch up with friends, or I use the notes feature on my phone a lot. Hey, Siri, take a note. I don't have to type. I don't have to write, you know, but I just speak what's on my mind for those two or three minutes or even seconds. And, you know, that there's ways to start kind of, again, building it small where you don't even realize that every time a thought pops into your head, hey, Siri, take a note. And it's, and it's out there. Um, and it's out of your mind. Exactly. And that's how you can start to then, you know, maybe that gratitude practice is, um, you know, noticing things at that moment and at least just keeping track of it. And you can do that by, again, using the things that are around you, even just mentally noting it in your head still is that benefit. Gratitude practice doesn't always have to be writing it down, even though it's nice to be able to go back and look on it where maybe we're having a tougher day and we're having a harder time seeing those positives in our life, but there's always acknowledging it. Yeah. To infuse it. And from a time standpoint, some of it even is using again, you know, we unfortunately have technology as parts of our lives, but to use it to maybe have an alarm that goes off every three or four hours and you take a minute 
and you take some water and you take some intentional deep breaths, it's a minute, you know, and I know we think we don't have time, but we spend time scrolling on social media and yes. doing other things. Or even when you're stuck in traffic, you can either be frustrated or you can use that as, you know, the universe's way of telling you, you need a pause. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm thinking of like, that is our life right now is driving kids all over the place. <laughs> so we've got two middle schoolers and we're working on their, they've got their permits. So we're like, mm -hmm. oh, as soon as they get their license, I feel like a little bit will be freed up. But I'm thinking of like, we're sitting there watching, like when they're doing tennis practice and then driving to like youth group, like different activities, but using that time instead of just sitting there scrolling on your phone, like mm -hmm. maybe that would be a time where you could just acknowledge, give yourself time to think, because that's something that we don't as moms give ourselves that time. And that, that impacts your sleep because then you're up at night trying, like trying to solve the world's problems instead right. of giving yourself that space during the day. But I'm thinking that would be like a prime opportunity, a time that instead of like, you know, get out and just take a walk around, take a yes. lap around or read a book or do something that you know is going to be good for you and that's going to recharge you rather than deplete your energy. And it's a small enough pocket that it's manageable because again, people think they need these big blocks of time, but it, you're like, well, I've only got five minutes that's great. Five yeah. minutes is a ton of time when you're really intentionally focused on something like this that you want to do. And you won't necessarily like, like I said, instantly feel that switch in that benefit. It's kind of like going to the gym for an hour and expecting to lose five pounds. It's not <laughs> going to happen, but the consistency of five minutes here, 10 minutes there, five, another five minutes here will up. build and you'll get those benefits over time, you know, and it's not mm -hmm. just going to be that immediate, I feel calmer, but it might be in a situation you don't react as, you know, stressed out or as overwhelmed because it's already kind of built into how you're feeling that day. So what do you see are the biggest roadblocks for, from like preventing moms from being cool, calm and collective? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think sometimes the expectations and kind of shoulds that we put on ourselves um, is one of the roadblocks because we kind of, we self-sabotage our own time when it comes to how much we can realistically accomplish in a day. So of course we're gonna feel like I don't have time to add anything else. I'm never gonna get everything done that's on my list. And so by really being able to look at your time, um, I use the Eisenhower method where you kind of prioritize your time based on what's urgent, what's necessary, what can be delegated and what needs to come off your plate completely. You can really find like there's other ways to look at stuff as well as I think sometimes we get so kind of stuck in our rut and in our lane, we have blinders on to what those options and possibilities are and being able to step outside of what we currently do and be willing to start, you know, again, just one step at a time, something different, something new is how we can start to see the possibility. So it's not an instant switch, but I think being able to be open to options and being open to wanting something different is that first step to then taking movement. Um, well, I'm still blown away by the fact that your grocery store provides childcare. <laughs> I used to, this was all pre-COVID. <laughs> but, but yes, it, and it was funny because the kids loved it way more than shopping with me because I said no to half the stuff yeah. they wanted anyways. And they came out with a cookie and a sticker and they had fun with other kids. So it but was a really like they knew what they were doing right there. It's like I was so thankful. Yeah. But I mean, you have to, 
in keeping in line with like the expectations, like being able to delegate mm-hmm. is very hard. Like being able to let go of that control. And that can be something that I could see as a huge roadblock thinking that you have to do it all and thinking that, you know, that nobody can do it as good as you and that, you know, that the world's going to yeah. fall apart if you're not doing it. And so being able to release some of that control and that goes back to, you know, what are your expectations? What are you, what are you holding yourself to? And do any of those need to shift so that mm-hmm. you can give yourself that time in that space? Yes. There's definitely some mindset work involved, but I think you know, you'll see it'll carry across not just your parenting, it'll be how you approach the chores in your house, how you approach different things. And, you know, delegating doesn't have to be, you're not involved anymore. You know, one of the things I was telling someone, I haven't folded laundry in years, I was telling another mom that I was working with, and she's like, what do you mean you haven't folded laundry in years? And honestly, once my kids got old enough to take things off the hangers, they started getting their own basket, I would take things out of the dryer, everybody got a basket, and they would put their own stuff away. I would put stuff directly away without that middle step of folding mm-hmm. anything. And sometimes, you know, we would put stuff away together if they were younger and, and do those types of things. But you realize like, it doesn't have to be all you. And there's ways to, you know, instill that kind of group community mm-hmm. mindset in your home yeah. that we're all working together. It's not just all on mom. The mission of Moms Without Capes is to empower super moms, moms who don't make time for themselves because they are so busy taking care of everyone and everything else. My goal is to help you get comfortable with hanging up your cape. You might be holding on tight to your cape, tying your worth to your to-do list, packing your schedule and running the kids all over town, sacrificing or postponing your own passions, neglecting your health, and at the end of the day, falling into bed exhausted and already worrying about what needs to get done tomorrow. Sound familiar? This was me for about a decade. The guilt, the shame, the resentment, the overwhelm, the exhaustion. I struggled to put myself on my to-do list, and when I did, I was last on the list, and rarely did I feel up to doing anything that would make me feel good. So my health, my mood, and my family suffered because of it. I started with the doing part because I am an action taker, and so I began implementing small acts of self-care into my days. Being intentional about doing one small thing each day that was just for me. Then I began doing the internal work, the mindset shifts, the self-discovery, and the self-building that helped me truly love myself. Before then, I struggled with low self-esteem, lacked confidence, and was constantly criticizing myself. I had limited boundaries, which led me to saying yes, even when I meant no. I learned how to identify what I wanted and needed and then got good at communicating what I needed and wanted. I started dealing with the perfectionism that ruled my life and I started practicing self-compassion. Maybe you are struggling with many of these same issues and you recognize yourself in what I just shared. If so, I invite you to sign up for a discovery call with me. I get it. I can help you let go of that super mom cape and not only find the woman hiding underneath, but fall in love with her. You do not have to do this alone. I want to help you. In the show notes of today's episode, you will find the link to my calendar. Let's talk about what's going on for you and see if working together would make sense on your journey to discovering and loving yourself.
Um, so how do you practice self, self-care? Like what, it, what do you do to recharge? I love being outside. And I know we were chatting a little bit before I'm in the Northeast. I live in Buffalo. We get a ton of snow, <laughs> which so makes it kind of tough. But I, you know, find different ways in the summer. I love being on my stand-up paddleboard. I like going for hikes. Um, I learned very late in life to how to ski because again, I wanted to be outside. I wanted to be part of the activities the kids were doing. And so just being outside and connected to nature is, is my recharge. Okay. And, um, I'm, I'm an outside person too, but only in the daytime. I mean, only in the summertime, only in the summertime. Not daytime. <laughs> and I also did, did you just recently learn how to paddleboard? Have you been paddleboarding for a while? Um, about 10 years. Oh, okay. About oh, 10 so, years. Yeah. It's, it's easier than people think. You know, I wish yeah. that every time someone was like, oh my gosh, you know, I wish I could do it. I had an extra board for them to try it because it really, it is so much easier. And I'm not a big, you know, boating person, water person, but this is one of those calming things for me. I love it. I, we learned how to do it a few years ago on a cruise. We were in Key West and oh. I came back and immediately bought one. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's so much fun. <laughs> So what it makes book- me feel more badass than I really am. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that is why I like it too. That's funny that you said that. <laughs> so what book have you read that you feel it's greatly impacted your life? Um, it's called The Sweet Spot by Christine Carter. It's how to find your groove at home and at work. And it definitely kind of speaks to so many of the things I'm so passionate about and that I love to talk about and help help women with. And it was just very aligned. It had a lot of great actionable steps as well. So for anyone who's looking for kind of like an introduction to this type of thought, it's a great book to start. Awesome. So where can listeners find you? So I am Bestie Life. I have a website, bestielife.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. And so I love being able to connect and collaborate and talk and share, again, options and ideas and to help you see the possibility of, you know, what works within your current day. So I put all of Danielle's information is going to be found in the show notes of today's episode. So if you're interested in following up with her, get in touch with her, go ahead and check out the show notes for that information. Danielle, thank you so much. It's been such a joy having you on the show today. Thank you. This was great. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes. So send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.